foot in Frothy's state of origin time. Uh, Barn and I have to preview it now as we're contractually <laughs> obliged to do. Uh, what's With happening, nobody. mate? <laughs> <laughs> Where's this contract you speak of? I don't remember signing a contract. It's uh, like one of those social ones. Yeah, right. Okay. About. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, going good, brother. Going good. Just finished off the preview, spent a good armo watching the footy with yourself and a couple other mates. It's been good. You? Yeah, right. Yeah, same as, like I said, whatever it was, an hour ago. An hour and a half so, um, yeah, we've got State of Origin get into, of course, if it's your first time on board. We've got a review and preview show every week, all eight games uh, chewed over and mulled over in uh, perhaps better fashion than we just did, but it was certainly not offensive. Uh, but we're going to look at State of Origin first. So... It's still probably more detailed breakdown than you're going to find most places. So. True, true. So, um, yeah, generally you get a couple of hours of uh, good analysis. But uh, State of Origin 1, teams are out. Uh, there's no real shocks uh, that we can see, but uh, going to be an interesting matchup as always. We're kicking off the series in Adelaide at Adelaide Oven, as you just suggested. They do tend to get that sort of um, dew there, so it gets a little bit slippery. It's not the dry track you might get elsewhere. Uh, so, first game there. And I believe they come Sydney, Queensland, is it? Yep. So, we will run through position by position and give us some thoughts on that game, how it might play out. Uh, let's start. Which way do we go? Front to back, back to front? Uh, we'll Good go chat. from top to bottom. All right. Let's we'll go to ones down to... Kick off with the fullback, there. James Tedesco, Australian captain, New South Wales captain. For a long time, the best fullback in the game. And Reese Walsh making his origin debut, and deservedly so, Barn. How do you see this matchup? Well, on form, it's um, you've got to go with Queenslanders here on uh, on form. Reese Walsh barely put a bad game together this year. Um been in everything in the attack in the attacking game for the Broncos. Uh, looks lethal. He's got the, the pace to just beat blokes on the inside and outside shoulder. But you can't, what, what can you say? You can't take it away from Tedesco. He's been the best fullback in the game for probably what five or six years now. Um, in a better in a team that was performing much better, I would assume that he would <laughs> he would be a star week in and week out. Well, um, he's been, and you've got to. Uh, I don't know if it's knocking, yeah. but they're. He has been Rooster's best player and tried, you know, you never doubt his effort. No, absolutely not. Um, in a team that I think this New South Wales team should straighten up their attack a little bit for him and probably have a lot more opportunities for him to come in as that support player that we all know and love. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a real real good matchup at the end of the day. Uh, on form, Queensland, but um, as a, you know, what I think the way... the the way I see this game panning out, I think Tedesco may just get the edge over him at the back end of the game. Just There's got to be some nerves going into your first origin and there's going to be a hell of a lot of pressure in the first hour. They, they will go out of their way to try and bash him to a pulp realistically in the first hour of this game. So And, and no one gets bashed to a pulp better than Reese Walsh at times. <laughs> uh, at least they've looked after him better at, uh, at, the, at the Broncos. But uh, we know we have Teddy... We, he, the best Teddy's direct Teddy. I think that's how they're going to. That's how they've played. There's a nice template here for New South Wales. Well, they've now had like, three series now. If you're Cleary, uh, Appy, Appy's had just the last year, but yep, yeah, he works. Uh, Yo, Luai. Uh, I think Teddy plays. And you know, Latrell and um, Tommy are going straight at their opposite number. Yeah. So, so I think he's going to be 
you might see him quiet for the first 15 and he'll be the one just attacking the ruck, uh, looking to pop up off Appy's yep. shoulder all through a Cleary, off, off Cleary. Off roads or something. Uh, yeah, and yeah, like Yo and Appy through there with Teddy sniffing around. That's how he's going to play. Uh, Reese Walsh, perhaps the best X-Factor player in the game, in the discussion yeah, for that. Very, very good. And, but doesn't always come off. And as I've said, like there's going to be a day, and it could well be in this game, there's going to be a day where it does come off and there's three or four tries come from tries, it. Yeah. But... Uh, I'm yeah, as you've said, I, I, you've got to stick with the tried tree. And what Ted Asney is, is, is advantage as well is, or in his favour, is his ability to save tries, his ability to produce just things out of nothing, like strips yep. or hold a bloke up, or he, he'll be in the right position. Uh, an absolute it's a bit more physicality out of him too. Yeah, Probably built like wear, a lock. Wear a knock a bit more. Yeah, than someone like it's interesting. How, it? how, you know how he sits in the pantheon of all-time players once you start. Sitting back and thinking about James Tedesco, World Cup winning captain, uh, Origin he needs to probably win more Origin games as captain, but he's won a couple of series as captain. Uh, premierships, just a, an outstanding player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably not the legendary status, but not far off it. He's right up there. He'd be close to New South Wales, best fullback that they've had play. So well, you got to um, say he's and he's, the Roosters as well. So. You've got to say he's better than a. You'd have him ahead of a Brett Mullins. You'd have him ahead of a. In the common, uh, Tim Brasher. In and around uh, the same, yeah, absolutely. That sort of, but I think people revere those sort of blokes a bit more than they yeah. do in the modern day, but you'd have to say he is. Uh, and Reese Walsh, up and comer. So a very interesting clash. Interesting where Walsh plugs into their attack, given um, DC and Munster, they're all sort, they're all running. It's a running spine. Yep. Harry Grant as well. It's a I running think you'll spine. see him focus a lot of his attention around Munster. Yeah. He'll be um, sniffing around any time Munster goes, I be very surprised if you don't see Reese Walsh within a couple of metres of him coming with him. So the we'll go to the wingers next. Uh, we've got in the two Selwyn Cobbo and Brian Toto, uh, Murray Tuolangi and Josh Adokar on the other side. Uh, Adokar just coming back from injury. The other two fair enough choices. How are you lining all of these up? Oh, so who are we gonna? Who's gonna directly be up against each other? Realistically, well, it's um, Cobo and Fox and Tuo and Tuolangi, isn't it? Cobo and Fox. Um, interesting, they've gone away from and and I wouldn't have picked Coates either. But interesting, they've gone away from the bombing aspect of it, which was a fear about Tuo. I think it it balances out a bit better. Uh, yeah, the I'll, aerial assault probably is almost in well, it's definitely in New South Wales' favour actually, because you're gonna if they're kicking they. Cleary hasn't done a lot for Penrith this year, but he loves that centre field kick towards the post, and that's just yep. made for Tommy Turbo to be coming over yeah, off the yeah, wingers yeah, here. Absolutely. But I'm just thinking because last year the, the the fear was getting bombed out of the game. I don't see it happening here. We'll be doing the same thing, but it'll be on the head of Munster and on the on the head of the centre with yeah, as but you said, more to the, the centres. Yeah, the trail rather. Than, I don't think they're going to be kicking to the wing a lot. Trill and Tommy coming through. Uh, there. We know Tuo brings 250 metres back yeah. into the game. Uh, Fox. If it was me, I'd start. be lining Cobo up on Toto, to be honest. Okay. It's just as an X-Factor play, as you said, purely about kicking, bombing to the corner. Because you know they're going to spend a lot of time kicking to, to Toto. They have done it previously. Um, even in the long kicks, they try to get him sort of out of play with that first hit up. So he's not taking the second one, if you know what I mean. The dummy half scoot after that first kick. But I'd be, yeah, I'd be lining Selwyn up against... Brian Toto, uh, he may just have that advantage to be able to shrug him off and definitely to jump over the top of him if he's um, planted underneath the bomb. But, um, yeah, it, it's a funny one. 
Tuolangi has is probably the least form winger out of a lot of them, to be honest. Uh, it doesn't help that the Cowboys have, haven't been great either, but he, I think he's only scored a handful of two or three tries this year. He's yeah. been very, um, very uninvolved in their attack and I, I can't, doesn't go I, in. I can't and, stand near and say he's an uh, outstanding defensive winger either. Absolutely, so. and doesn't go in and do the hard work. Like, um, you know, Fox is going to do it. Yeah. Um, he doesn't do it to Fox the extent Fox is going to do a lot of work Toto, here because we've seen it. And I, I feel like it's going to carry over because, but we've seen all year Taruva have to do all the work for that first hit up because no one kicks to two anymore. Yeah. And I feel like that'll be the template here as well. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, you'll. I, I just think they'll probably get a little bit more out. New South Wales will get a little bit more out of their wingers with the, the physical yardage game in the middle of the field. And um, it's always a lottery with wingers on exactly what, because um, they need the opportunities presented to them more more often than not. Like they're not just going to run in through the middle of yeah. the field and break four tackles and run away and score a try. They need they need someone to create what's going to happen for them on the inside. And um, I really like the Fox coming back into the team. Uh, nobody's got the pace and acceleration. Well, what Fox like has that is he does. will support all the way through the field. He does. He'll do roam. That. He'll go and follow Tommy. He'll go and follow Latrell. And you know, if you pop it to him in a space, you're not catching him. Which yeah, is, absolutely. Which is the one. Selwyn Cobo is a freak. He could be absolutely anything, but he also does seem to get into his into his own head a bit. If he isn't having a great game, he can completely fall apart. Not that I'm expecting that to happen, but uh, he's actually been quite consistent for the Broncos this year. But um, you do know that, that they will be trying to put a lot of pressure on. Both of these wingers, I think, because yeah, Tuolangi hasn't been in great form, and there is, uh, well, for mine, there's a bit of a perception that you can sort of pressure Cobo out of a game. So he can also, but he's very much yeah, a momentum player. Blow the game if, apart if, he, as well. if, he, if he beats three <laughs> yeah. blokes and scores in the first yeah. five minutes, he might. He goes on to get a, inevitably. Oh, yeah, he does absolutely. it again. Absolutely. Uh, he can absolutely win a yeah, game on again, his own bat. And it's funny because we'll, we'll give final predictions then, but. Definitely a tick for New South Wales in this one. I think so. And um, if that's a 10-9 decision, this is 10-8 because you've got Latrell and Tom Trevojevic who's managed to get his uh, hamstrings plasticine back together last week and looked absolutely fantastic against Val Holmes and uh, Hamaso Tabai Fido. This is my biggest concern. Hammer's had a fantastic year. He's absolutely, lit the yes. Dolphin delight. Do I think he could do? I want to see him if I'm a Queensland fan defending in the front line against Latrell Mitchell. Probably not. Not particularly. Uh. Not with uh, Tuolangi on one side and who's on the other side. Tom Gilbert's there to protect him, so you know he'll try very hard. But uh, I think this is the matchup uh, as we saw. I think was it in Perth two years ago when we saw this combination just tear him apart. This is where the game we won lost. Latrell always in always gets up for rep games. He'll be at his best. Uh, I assume there'll be clear, clean ball early and you get him one-on-one with Hammer. If they don't go out of their way to make sure that these two blokes are getting good early ball and one-on-one opportunities, they're not, they have no idea what they're doing. (laughs) The the two at their absolute fitness best, the two biggest X-factors in the whole game, not just these teams. Yeah. Uh, And we saw Stafford Tower put an absolute show on Val last week. So I know it's origin now he'll be up for it, but I think this is, this His is, defense this, this issue is, has been very questionable. This is the reason when we get there that I'll tip New South Wales. Uh, and I thought it was rough for Gago not to be there. Because Gago, I know he 
I, I know what the stats say. I know what he's done at club level, but he's never let them down at orange level. No, that's right. And he and gets physical. He gets well, mangled. So. He gets he gets in Latrell's face and you know rubs him in the dirt and says, "Come yeah. and have another crack, mate." Uh, and now we're going to have you know fresh blood here. That I think this is massively in favour of New South Wales. What do you reckon? Yeah, agree one hundred percent with what you've said there. Um, Obviously, Val is a worry. He's another one of those players that on his day can um, can stand blokes up and probably provide two tries just off his own bat if he gets his own way up against the bloke who he's up against. But, uh, yeah, the, Tommy and Latrell are two of the biggest, strongest... Um, two of the biggest, strongest fullbacks who are, we've got playing centre, but, you know, they're, they're big, they're strong, they've got footwork, they've got pace. Uh, it was great to see Tommy back... Uh, he's he's been a concern all year. Obviously, his fitness has been concerning, and um, he's running. He's the, just the gait of his the way he's been running hasn't been right. You've seen no. it all the way through the year. But you could tell in the second run he took last week. You're like, oh, this is different now. Yeah. Well, in the Sharks game, I mentioned it in our preview when the, when we played man the Sharks played Manly. He looked a hell of a lot better, and that only improved again last week. And yeah, obviously. Nine days or whatever it is in, we'll see how he he turns up in this game. But uh, if those two are on, this could we'll see what it can be. <laughs> if if they're the both absolutely yeah. flying, it could be anything. But I expect these two guys to probably be the tipping point and the reason why New South Wales win the game. I think so too. The five eights: Cameron Munster, Jerome Luai. Oh, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you go first because I'll copy you. Yeah, um, Luai has put in two quite good performances in the last, um, you know, in 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 the last two games that he stepped out. Previously, his form had been mixed at best and probably poor at different times during this year. Uh, you're up against Cameron Munster, who I would assume by the time his career is finished, he'll be rated as one of the best sixes that <laughs> the game's ever seen. To be honest, he does things off the top of his head uh, that. He doesn't even think about and majority of the times they fucking turn out right for him, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's just hope he hasn't had a beer in six months and um, he's not coming off the back of a bender like he was in the series <laughs> last year and tore us apart. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's a, um, I think it's a pretty decisive win to Queensland in this position for mine. And form-wise, he's been in as good a form as ever this year. Yeah. Um, he's the reason Melbourne are where they are on the table even. Some of those games, he's oh, kicking. So his kicking game's been great. He doesn't kick a lot for them, but his kicking game's great. Uh, he's got that left foot. Uh, he'll, he'll similar to him. He's got that short bomb. He's got. Uh, he'll run a lot more than than kick on some of those last tackle options and try and isolate um, your, your sock cobos late in the set. But uh, yeah, he, he yeah Australian. He's the best five eight in the game, and clearly, and has Luai covered. I can see Luai playing as when you've got Latrell, when you've got Latrell, Tommy, and Teddy all in that back line. I can see Luai playing almost even a pair wider, and them trying to okay. get him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he probably won't have that second touch all the time because clear he's going to do what he does. <coughs> but uh, I think Luai's strength will be his footwork, trying to get him a bit out wider as well, and his footwork, and that cutting back. If you can get uh, him. He loves that step back on the inside, but yeah, if you're yeah. doing that to Tom Travojevic and have Hammer going one way, 
that's a whole different kettle of fish. So that's going to be New South Wales' favour. He might have a, a, a I great game. I think he game. might even create it might, a but couple it, of but like it, that's yeah. what, it could actually be in his favour here because yeah. he'll be the least the least of their problems and that can set up to make the others look good around If he's ba- bouncing around in front of the defence and changing angles and changing yeah. um, the position of the ball on the field, as long as you've got a couple of blokes, that's the, the biggest strength that he has is if he does have the right support runners running the right angles – he can put guys away with an, a nice little short ball or a nice little grubber. It's just making sure you've got the players around uh, him, providing him options. I wouldn't be surprised sort of if um, the he has a very good game here. Uh, and as you know, and <laughs> listeners of the show, he, I haven't been, a, I have uh, not been particularly with him for for a lot of this season. Yeah, halfbacks. We've got the Australian halfback and the Australian. Backup halfback, obviously. <laughs> DCE and Nathan Cleary, the Queensland captain, Daly, Cherry Evans, the two premier halfbacks, and clearly so in the competition. Uh, there's an argument made that DCE's in better form. You can tell For me For the I'm entirety wrong. of the season? Yeah. No, yeah. But uh, Cleary's been great. Cleary tackles like a lock. He, You know what he brings. He's, he's focused more on his running game this year, I feel. Yeah. Uh, you know his long kicking game is going to be outstanding. Interesting to see how much they, uh, just what their kicking plans might be, whether they try and just target repeat sets or, or we haven't even seen that spinning grubber from him this year. Now no, think about it. Uh, whether there's more of that direct stuff as well. DC, the best, as I said in the review show, the best back foot halfback in the comp. He kicks any team he's in it. He keeps, kicks Manly out of trouble weekly. Uh, and he'll do the same here if the Fords well, do struggle. The last two series against New South Wales, he's been a big part of them getting out. Of, like as soon as they're in trouble, he just boots it long. Yeah. <laughs> it goes down the other end of the field, and yeah. Queensland back themselves to get down there and put the pressure on. And if you can do that time and time again when you're on the back foot, it, um, it's only going to help your team. So the entire possibly the, the best forty twenty yeah, component. No, in the game. absolutely. Yeah. I think he's got more. I think Him and Reynolds. Well, I think he's got the record. But, but I mean, if you're going to really put it up against each other, Reynolds to be close, but he is the best at it. Yeah, absolutely is. Um, entirety of the season, I think you would have to give the form points to uh, to DCE. Uh, just while his team hasn't been the greatest and he hasn't been, you know, laying on tries left, right and centre, he's been getting his team around the field and getting them to what, getting the best out of them that he possibly can for the majority of this year. Cleary's last couple of weeks have been phenomenal. Um, his recent form is well above what, uh, DCE's put out in the last probably two or three weeks and hopefully that continues into this game but um, at their absolute best clearly for mine well yeah he's the class player he's the best halfback in he's the just comp. got so many strings to his bow uh, he's got a fantastic running game his kicking game is as close to DCE as anybody else in the competition uh, he has a, the variety of his kicks as well are fantastic he's got um, a whole heap of different types of bombs and uh, grubbers that shape different directions and all the rest of that kind of stuff. He's very pinpoint when he when he gets time and is not pressured. Which there will be some, there'll be a couple of crazy Queenslanders <laughs> going out there to try and belt him when he's putting his kicks in. But um, yeah, I, I think it's probably a points decision to Cleary. The front row we've got Thomas Flegler, Tavita Pango Jr., Lindsay Collins, and Payne Haas. Uh, Three absolute fucking lunatics on the field at one time. Well, and, and Freddie's gone out of his way to suggest that TPJ has been picked for that reason because uh, they want to. Uh, so that's interesting. Payne House. 
is the he's level, just a cyborg. He's he just, the level-headed one out of the lot of them. <laughs> and will just get through his work, make his 200 oh. metres, make his 40 tackles. I hope he really comes in and has an impact like a couple of games he has in the, from Brisbane at the back end of games when you got tired forwards and he starts running at halves and centres and just causing all sorts of problems on the edges of the field. Because um, I really like when he... he Obviously, he does so much work through the middle and he's destructive. He's got every attribute you want as a front row forward. But when he, when they let him get that little bit wider and he starts terrorising a couple of centres and halves, mm. it's just so good to watch. I actually I, – I don't think Lindsay Collins has been in – I would have picked Mo for the waker. And for those that are first time to the show, I <laughs> uh, do love my Mo. But um, – sounded really weird. But um, – uh, he, well, being the, the form prop of a Queensland competition, but Lindsay Collins has done it at origin level. Uh, he gets, he'll get through a lot of work. Flegler is there for the aggression. He's been very good off the bench for Queens, uh, for Brisbane. Well. Yeah. Uh, and an absolute great string to their bow. And they'll do what they have to do. I can see them coming out and trying to be very aggressive. Uh, they'll get into Tino and Cotter. Uh, we'll get, uh, well, I may as well mention the bench here. So Tino and Cotter, uh, the, the the props slash back row Prop that are going to come in yeah. and play through the middle with him. And Jay Arrowken as well. Yes. New South Wales have Junior Bolo on the bench. Uh, just the one prop. So how do you see that front row middle, well, the whole middle of the field battle playing out really? Well, it's looking more now to me that Martin, if he's not going to start him on an edge, then he's going to be playing through the middle of the field. Yeah. Because it's probably no, yeah. Cam Murray as well. So you're going to be using those little bit smaller forwards, but both in that middle rotation as well. So it will more than likely end up being the three blokes from both sides that'll take up that <coughs> middle rotation. Isn't and it funny when you actually look at it? Because you don't think it too much, you see line on paper. But Queensland, uh, Queensland have the smaller middle forwards too. Like, oh, Tino's not small, but Cotter's a small middle forward. And you throw Murray and uh, Martin aren't 120 kilo no, you know, balls, bombers. Like, yeah. yeah. But I think that's more to say. Um, I think Queensland, well, getting a bit into the tactical way I think the game's going to play out, Queensland, for mine, are going to be playing through the middle of the field for the majority of this game. They've got absolute strength there. They've probably got a slight edge through the middle of the field with the blokes like Tino coming off the bench, Cotter. Um, and it's going to be a continued pressure game through the middle of the field and then trying to work off the back of that to um, provide some points after they've done their damage through the middle of the field. If you're looking, <coughs> for mine, if you're looking at blokes like Martin and Murray to come on in that middle rotation, they're there really to weather the storm. Mm. They're the guys there that are going to make you 40 and 50 tackles and just be absolutely busted by the end of the game and just try to match that middle and um, and just contain it so that New South Wales can then go and uh, use their outside backs to hopefully provide points for New South Wales. So um, I think Queensland do have a slight edge just in size more than anything. Uh, they probably will win the running metres through the middle of the field, but uh, there's probably a fraction more skill in the New South Wales um middle than there is well, with it, it, the Queensland it, you know, middles. You know what the, so. the middle is? It's offload, offload, offload for New South Wales. Yeah. Paulo offloads. TPJ tries to throw an offload every time he has a, someone take, tries to like touch yeah. him. And Haas offloads. So they're going to be offloading and having Teddy and those and sort of blokes sniffing Martin back through the Murray field. with a little bit of short passing maybe in and around the around yeah. the ruck as well. So. Yeah. But... You, and and they've picked the right team for it because you, if you're offloading and you've got Fox and Teddy and Tommy and Latrell in broken field, fantastic. You've got your you do have the likes of Carrigan who's got a pretty good offload in him. Um, 
Flegler's got a bit of an offload in him. Lindsay Collins doesn't mind to try and get one out there every now and then as well. So yeah, it's going to be a very, very interesting matchup in the middle. But I, th- I think that Queensland will probably just take the edge. And yeah. In form and because um, Tavita Pangai hasn't been in form for the entirety of the year, to be honest. But he does add size and he does. It's, it's so bizarre they've plucked him out of here now. When two years ago, and we were crying for him to be in a team when he was actually in peak form uh, back then. Yep. They, they had no bar of him. I think the front rowers that Queensland have um, put on paper scared the shit out of Freddie, to be honest. Yeah. He went, they're coming with some lunatics. He jumps and at, geez, he loves sh- big he, fucking size. He loves in the jumping middle. at shadows. Like last year was all about getting bombed out of the game by Coates, and this year's all about, oh, well, they're going to come and bash us. Yeah, so I think realistically he's there to set up that aggression early in this match, and um, I just hope he doesn't lose his head, to be honest. Not like we, him could at all, be, is it? we could be missing two blokes in the first 20 minutes <laughs> if he loses his mind. But The, the second row, David, for, we didn't even talk about offloads, we were talking about offloads. David Fafita uh, is here, and he is in, he's having a career season. Yep. His best season probably in, since he left Brisbane. Before that, it's the best season I've ever seen. But this the fact play. he now gets through, anyway, yeah. him and Tom Gilbert in the back row, and and that's a big tick for Tom Gilbert to be selected in this Queensland back row ahead of some of the people that have been there, uh, could be there. Obviously, Kafusi probably would have been close, and he wasn't even named, was he? Kofusi? I've got to mention Hass. Hass has been the form front rower, so he wins that position on his yeah. own, obviously, which is hands down um, form end. Since I was a kid, the New South Wales back row has been their strength. They've always had strong New South Wales back rowers. This is a different-looking one. Tyson Frizzell, and we've said he is having an outstanding year at his age and has been fantastic this year. Physi- and But he's, to your point, is a physical pick. They've picked someone who can you know, put some hits on, get involved, but he's Especially had a fantastic defense. year. Yeah. Uh, and Hudson Young is the, the debutant coming, I don't want to say out of no year, nowhere, but they've gone with him ahead of starting Mario and Edge. Ahead of Liam Martin, ahead of Angus Crichton, who you know said he was fit if they needed him. Jake probably and Jake Turbo probably is in this team if he's fit. Uh, probably starts at eight to be honest. But uh, and I think Freddie would have happily had this <coughs> safe little Jakey blanket and just <laughs> gone to knowing a bloke's going to make you know sixty tackles and be safe. But yep. uh, very interesting combination here. I've got to say, probably you're giving the, the advantage to Queensland when we're lining up this way because Fafita's been brilliant. Like I said, he's not scared to get through that donkey work now, but what he can produce and what they'll try and produce, uh, isolating him on a Latrell in the front line. We, you know, we talk about how many, but Latrell is having to defend in the front line yeah, again. Absolutely. Uh, can get him with some footwork, and we know Latrell can get a bit sloppy and um, stood up at times. Uh, and the bloke, the, the cleaner in the team's Tom Gilbert, who's going to come and sweep up the bloke's messes, make those cover tackles, uh, do the stuff that the capals of the world have done uh, for for that long. Uh, so giving it to them, Hudson Young, look, he's a try sneak, uh, gets through the physical stuff, has a lot of, uh, has the footwork, has the ability to hit a hole, um, has lots of aces in his car, but now probably has to do it at a different level. Frizzell's been there, done that, and the physicality is going to be his point of difference. How much work he gets through, whether he uh, he uh, you look at it, one or both of these. M- I've got a feeling that um, who plays eighty minutes here. I think Yo stays on the field and the rest all rotate. I've got a feeling Frizzell goes back to the bench, to be honest, and they do start Murray, but that's a whole or, or Liam Martin. Sorry, could you see them starting Paulo and TPJ? Last Possibly. year they started Haas off the bench. 
Yeah. I just think you got you got more chance. The rotation just works a little bit better with Huss starting because you can you can set your watch by him. You know yeah. exactly when you're going to take him off. He shouldn't like, like he shouldn't come off, but yeah. I know in the past they have. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Liam Martin start on that right edge and Frizzell go back to the middle. For mine, he's just a bit of a bit of better fit if you get, are going to use him through that middle rotation. And Liam little, Martin's a little bit bigger. If you're looking on his tent, Liam Martin's one is going to hit someone under the ribs and put in her ass and. Yep, super aggressive, just as good in defence as Frizzell. And um, Frizzell, for mine, uh, could probably has a little bit more of a better uh, short ball in him as well. So if you if you are going to try and play that passing game in and around the ruck uh, in the middle of the field, Frizzell and Murray probably suit that a little bit better for mine. And uh, Martin, to me, is an out-and-out right edge. Who I think would probably fit that edge a little bit better. But... Queensland win this matchup hands down. I think uh, Hudson Young. You know, you get eighty minutes out of him. He's uh, he's been very strong, robust. Does what he does week in week out. May jag a try here and there with um, some nice footwork. But Gilbert and uh, Fafita have probably been close to the form back rowers in the competition. They're both massive humans. They both <laughs> do plenty of damage on both sides of the ball. And yeah, for mine, it's the back rowers are at Queensland for me. If they had named. The two bench back rowers for New South Wales in the starting lineup. Would you say the same thing, or would you give them? You would you have Martin? I'd and still Murray? have them probably edging New South Wales, but yeah. not no, as much. Uh, the lock, great, great clash here. Patrick Carrigan and Isaiah Yo. Carrigan or Captain Queensland? Yeah, in absolutely. the next two years, We've said it for uh, twelve months now. And Isaiah Yo, yeah. you know, would be in a conversation for Captain New South Wales once Teddy goes. Two best locks in the game. A great matchup. Absolute great matchup. They both are so important to their teams at a club level. They've both done it at international level. I think Patrick Aaron's the best lock in the game, and it's a hill I will die on. Uh, <laughs> so come at me, action. But uh, I love his – he just has the crispest ball-playing lock skills, uh, gets through a mountain of defensive work, uh, great supporting lock. Uh, if we are – if Collins and – if Collins and Flegler are looking to throw offloads, you know Carrigan's going to be sniffing around to make an extra 15 metres on the top of it. Uh, Loves the hard stuff. And gets through the hard field. stuff as well. So, uh, uh, But Isaiah when your team's down and out, Isaiah a bloke that gets them back to – resets everything. Yep. Back through the middle. He'll take those tough runs, a bit of footwork, half beat someone, quick play of the ball and just get things going again. And um, he's done it so importantly for Penrith uh, – doesn't get the kudos of the halves, but could, if you told me is the most important player in the Penrith team, I wouldn't argue with him. Yeah. Uh, and I could strongly, if I was required to make that that case in a debate, I would uh, happily do so. So, um, great clash. Uh, I think, yeah, that, that, again, in a team of offloaders, he's one that's got one, and you'll see blokes sniffing in and around that ruck uh, off the back of him too. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, well, on form, I think Carrigan probably slightly edges um, slightly in front of Yo at the moment. Um, he's had a couple of quietish games during the year where I don't think I can remember Carrigan having a, a quiet game this year. He's always in and around the aggression thing. Does occasionally lose his head a little bit, which is something New South Wales may go out of their way to try and bait him a little bit and get him, get him into a bit of trouble, giving away a penalty here and there and that, that kind of stuff there. Ball in hand, I think, yeah, Carrigan probably wins that matchup. But I think defensively, you can't go past Isaiah Yeo. No. Uh, he's technically one of the best tacklers in the competition. He very rarely misses one. 
loves doing that clean-up stuff. I don't know if he loves doing it, but he, but does, he, does, it. It. he yeah. does it every time. It's his job. He just um, yeah, cleans up all the, the rubbish in the ruck. If there's second phase play, he's generally the bloke there to shut it down and doesn't miss many tackles. So on form, I'm going with Carrigan and the Queensland side, but I, I've just got a feeling that Yo may come out and have an outstanding game in this one and may just better Carrigan at the end of this game. So, And a dummy half Ben Hunt starts, as he's done for years now. And Appy Corriso gets the nod as the sole hooker for New South Wales. Harry Grant, we've got to throw in this conversation because he's coming in at 14 and will probably play 60, yes. you know, 55, yes. 60 minutes. Uh, yeah, how do you line them up? It's a funny one for me because every time I mention Ben Hunt and um, being worried about his position in this side, he grabs a, a little chip kick off Cleary and runs the length of the field and yep. gets him out of the match in the third game of the Origin Series to win the game for him. But um, he's only played one game for St George this year at, at hooker. We know he can do it, but it was a pretty ordinary showing, to be honest, in the game that he did play hooker. For, he's done it for Australia for as well. Yeah, yeah. Level, no, so. I know. Um, they're realistically only going to need him for probably 30 to 40 minutes in this game. And then what happens then, obviously, depending on situations, he might get another crack at the back end of the game. But um, they don't seem to like to play them both at the same time. So... If they're down by six yeah. with ten to go, oh, they'll pull Gilbert off this. and have yeah, him yeah. out. You know, Absolutely. One of them will be it, yeah. Um, Appy's... Plus, of, plus, he's also a world-class halfback. And if there's any other issue, you know, DC or Flegler, something goes wrong. Technically, Appy's probably the best hooker in the game. Uh, he's passing off the ground and the way that he brings his forward under the ball, he does it as good, if not better, than any other hooker in the game. Uh, defensively... Harry Grant's probably the the best out of these three options if you're uh, looking at that. And he also, he's, him and Appy are neck and neck for best hooker in the mm. game at the moment. You could throw Cook in there as well uh, if, you, if you're so inclined. But that for me is really the matchup, Grant versus Appy and who provides the most, uh, the most creative scoring opportunities uh, compared to anybody else. Hunt's there to try and take the sting out of the game at the start of the game because he's that little bit um, more robust and can put a bit of a shot on more than anything else. And uh, he brings a kicking game as well out of hooker. Well, Harry Grant does as well, which is probably one thing that Appy doesn't have in his arsenal. No. He has a nice little grubber at when they get close to the line, but he doesn't have that um, 40-20 or that long kicking game that you see from both Ben Hunt and Grant. And you got two players against one, so realistically you have to give it to Queensland, don't you? Well, Harry's a bit, Harry is the, the best hooker in the game. So... Uh, yes, you do. Uh, for all the reasons you mentioned, kicking game, his ability to. There's no better one at uh, if the line speed's a little bit slow or if uh, the mark is not quite right. He'll, flat, he'll scout out, flat you know, cut out to get a second row and put yeah, him over. Yeah. Uh, his ability to kick long, his ability to kick short. Uh, he's good, but I, I think you know I understand why they do it because it's worked. But uh, he, ultimately, he could be an 80 minute hooker and yeah, not let absolutely. anyone down. Yeah. Uh, but as you said, Appy's. A very, very good hooker. Uh, the nicest hands, probably the nicest hands in the game. Uh, particularly close to the line, he just uh, can pace him. He can throw, you know, as I raved about last week, can throw long and short and hit hit blokes uh, on the crash play. So Likes to get involved with wraparounds and working with his halves. Yeah. A little bit more than probably if, um, the other two from Queensland do. So I think, yeah, it'll be very close by the end of it. But just the double team in that one position... Probably gives Queensland a slight edge, but I can't see Appy being far behind them. So. No. 
we get to the bench. We've covered most off along in their relative positions. Harry Grant, Tino, Fasul Moali, Ruben Cotter and Jairo, who will play, can play anywhere and has been come back in great form since he started the season a little bit late. Uh, whether you need him on an edge or in the middle, he will get through a mountain of work. Junior Barlow, Cam Murray, Liam Martin. So back row heavy, uh, interesting rotation. Uh, Cam Murray probably ends up playing 60, you know, making those tackles. I uh, think so. And Liam Martin is the one that has the 25 with uh, one of the others, probably Frizzell. Yep. And then we've got Nico, who in a normal world probably was picked at six or would have been picked at six uh-huh. <laughs> in many years. Uh, what does he bring to this team apart from being a body that can play anywhere in the back line? That's and, and how do you see him affecting the game? basically it, I think. Um, for, for mine, he's someone that they've brought in that could cover fullback six um, at a pinch, the wing. I think he's... I've heard people say I don't think you could put him in as a centre. I think he'd actually make a very good centre. Um, he'd be fine as a centre. The wing's probably the one spot he doesn't really cover that well, uh, just because it's very technical position out there on the wing, defending high kicks and grubbers in behind and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, for mine, he doesn't really fit in this team. Um, if you're not going to play him at six, I probably would have left him as 18th man, as um, cover for, like, a you know, an intentional penalty and then you can come in and play somewhere in, the, in that back line. Yeah. And they were, I th- really think they would have been better off going with someone that has the utility in and around at least hooker or someone that can play anywhere in the, in the forwards. A 13, 12, 10 type player that can fit anywhere in your forward rotation. But I hate, yeah, I hate to say it, but it, it's a token pick because, you know, oh, he's been in to avoid he's the. Been awesome. and, and, and just Daly M, runaway Daly M winner, uh, come back just as good as form this year, but and I, I just, it's half. Um, they just didn't want the outrage, outrage from not picking him, but um, he deserves a spot. You know, gets to put a jersey on the on the wall, and he should someone go down. He won't let anyone yeah. anyone down. The only uh, way I can see him I, pitch forking him in is uh, Luai going to nine or him going to nine. So for years and years, if you, I think back to the you know early, to the two thousands when you st- they used to always pick like a Hornby or a. Yeah. Uh, who has a bit more versatility probably for can play in the frauds too if they need to, but a Hornby or a, a form fullback or a form 5'8", and they'll just come on and play. Yeah. Um, I think that's... They'll play 15 minutes dummy half basically say. to give Appy a rest, and that's what's going to be. No. I do think it could probably... He probably goes to six and Luai could maybe do that. The only other way Shovel it works is... Run um, the ball, but. You tell Yo he's going right into the middle and he starts becoming part of that rotation with the middle forwards and... Um, Nico comes on as a 13 that plays both sides as like a second half in attack. Well, again, but again, like we said about Ben Hunt, if they're down by 10 with 10 to go, yeah, they probably absolutely. just pull a second row and throw him out yeah, there and just, just start do chasing the halves around. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, a second option but when you've for got halves. blokes like Latrell out in the field, it's not like it's going to change the no, game. No, exactly. So, uh, interesting. He probably gets 15 minutes. Good on him. Yep. If they lose... If they lose, then... But it is covers. If one of the outside backs get a HIA, he can come on and they can 100%. slot things around, which is something Queensland probably don't have. Well, but I said Ben Hunt does that, I suppose. Would you, I wouldn't have Hunt defending in the centres. No, 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 but yeah, well... <laughs> I, would, I but wouldn't have him playing on a wing. Yeah, as a half, yeah. But say Selwyn Cobo cops a HIA, what do they do? 
move Munster to fullback. Fafita goes to centre, probably. For either Fafita, yeah, because they don't have. I'd say um, David Fafita. Paul's not to there center. as the Mister Fix It, is he? So Fafita goes centre, or like I said, Munster maybe goes to fullback, and yeah. The more I think about it, Fafita's probably solves that problem, really. He yeah. just slots into a centre and makes it probably even Arrow harder can, to Arrow can cover he's either. smaller player. Yeah. <laughs> Arrow can cover either defensively. And yeah. get for maybe, work. This, maybe I shouldn't have wished that into existence. But anyway. We'll find out. We're going to find out. We're going to find out Wednesday night from Adelaide Oval, the greasy conditions. You reckon that suits one or the other? Or? Probably suits Queensland. Just stops Physi- that, physicality. that fast uh, one-on-one footwork, really, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. And then you've got to try and stop blokes like Carrigan and um, David Fafita with a head full of steam running at you <laughs> close to your own line. What happens? What's got us frothing? What happens in the game and uh, who does the damage? Well, as you probably noticed in the last minute, I've mentioned David Fafita three times. He absolutely scares the fucking shit out of me as a New South Wales supporter and the form that he's been in recently. Uh, as a... I mentioned, touched on earlier how I think both teams are playing. I think Queensland will be playing till the 80th minute. I think they will rely on their physicality and aggression in the middle of the field and really try to dominate that part of the field. Um, I can't see them trying to spread too often, too quickly out and challenge the likes of Tommy and Trell just because you know that they're going to be rushing up trying to put um, put the, the blokes on, on their back as soon as they touch the football and that could lead to opportunities with drop balls and... <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So I think they're going to be pretty contained and, and play very much on just on either side of the ruck through the middle of the field, whereas New South Wales will be the opposite. I think they'll they'll try to contain uh, Queensland in the middle of the field and then you will see them hit the extremities very quickly. There'll be some kicks in behind for Fox to try and get in behind people. There'll be um, the, the, the sort of half bombs out to the centres for Latrell and Tommy to jump for. There'll be um, and quick early ball out there for them to try and... Uh, beat them in and and provide points. So that's how I see the two of them lining up. Oh, Queensland always just fucking win, and it does my head in. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I love well, New Queen, South Wales. Yeah. Grew up in a time where New South Wales were dominant for a, a long part of our childhood. Um, they were, you know, they had their great little run there where they win more than they'd lose, and then we had to watch Queensland absolutely dominate Origin <laughs> for what eight of the last ten years, and then. Even when you tell them they've got the worst team in the competition, they're the worst origin side that's ever been produced, they come out and fucking win by 40 in the last game <laughs> to blow us away. I'm going with New South Wales 1-12. to First game's generally tight. I hope it's 30-plus, but New South Wales 1-12. to First try scorer, we'll go with Luttrell. Uh, he's going to going to be a big part of what New South Wales do if they win this game. And uh, man of the match... As I said, I think Isaiah Yeo's going to have a really good, massive game. I think he may may provide a try or try assist, and um, he's going to do his fifty or sixty tackles on top of it. So, I think your point, yeah, your point that you just made is is valid here because first game, no one wants to really lose, so it's very much a you know you get the the tighter game where someone scrapes home by two points or four points, yep. and uh, we'll see this how it opens up later in the season, uh, later in the, the series. I'm going with New South Wales as well. I think they'll win probably a comfortable 1-12. to yep. uh, But a lot of physicality coming out. And, as, and everything you just said is right. That Queen's going to play through the middle, be quite direct. I think New South Wales will do similar and try and do... Uh, there'll be early spreads, but towards that halftime, it'll be more, they'll, they'll shut up. Shut up they'll be the Appy and yeah. Teddy through the middle uh, and Yo doing that. Uh, I'm going to go with first try scorer, the Fox, and coming back to origin... 
uh, it'll be a break from one of the centres and he'll just be in support, loom yep. and uh, run away. Sounds perfect. And uh, be ready to go. I'm going to say man of the match. But you've taken mine, haven't you? Um, yeah. I'm going to give it to... I'm going to actually go... No, you know what? Latrell man of the match and Latrell man of the series. I'm going to go there yeah, and say he's nice. going to come out and uh, this will be his year because I think he'll... There might be panic stations if that he starts throwing around. He stays around. fit for the rest of the year. He'd probably go close to Dallium as well. He may need a uh, couple I'd of back-to-back fucking efforts. He'd need a few, but if they go deep once he's back. I mean, well, Dallium's a different yeah, killer fish, but you, 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 your stars always get a little bit of extra points here and there. But I think he uh, I think he dominates, and um, there might be panic stations, and they'll try and be crowbar and a capel or someone in to stop him. Nice. Next I'd game. That, to be uh, happy to see New South Wales lose because then I'll get uh, six bucks Queensland to win the series and then I will uh, revisit. Uh, no other bold predictions you want for the Origin? Just looking forward to it now. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. As I said, I'm terrified. David Fido, I'd, I'd be putting in some money on him for any time try scorer. I'd be surprised if he doesn't go very close to scoring um, in this game. And yeah, fuck Queensland. Okay. <laughs> I have nothing more to add. Fuck Queensland. Uh, Looking forward to it. Always an in, oh, obviously Origins the peak the peak footy in the world. So yeah, absolutely, uh, can't wait to watch it. Come and talk about it Thursday night. We'll be back to do that and also preview round fourteen uh, as everyone comes out of it and hopefully has legs and arms attached and back up and play club footy next well, week. There may be a few blokes. <laughs> well, get it's, it's, it's very interesting. Into it's a very interesting for Penrith how they're going to handle the next six weeks because. Um, they've got the likes of Jack Cogger and Co in the system to cover the whether they play, whether they play half a game, whether they play a full game, whether everyone whinges because their super coach gets ruined. Absolutely so. ferocious in the middle of the field, and there's going to be blokes just tearing into each other for yeah. forty or fifty minutes, and I'm here for it. Can't wait. Absolutely. All right, we'll be back soon. Bye, guys. Bye.